No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rocking. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They're in the captain's chair. Therefore, they're behind the wheel and they are steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Thursday, <clears throat> excuse me, December 29th, 2022. Just a few more days left of 2022. Only actually a couple after today. So we got tomorrow and then Saturday and then Sunday marks the first of a new year. At least so we've been told. I'm still not convinced that we are on the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I should say I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not convinced <clears throat> that we are even on a right uh, time calendar. I just, I'm just, I just don't buy it. But for right now, that's what we have to work with. So, but as far as Sunday goes, it will be marking the first day of a new year. So it'll be, it'll be a wonderful day, I'm sure. It'll be a good weekend for me because it's a nice three-day weekend for me, another one. And then, you know, I go to work for three days and then I go enjoy my family for another, well, let's see here. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So five days. So it's going to be quite nice to have some extra time off. So happy to have you all here. And uh, so just kind of going over a few uh, few headlines here from the Gateway Pundit. Now, this is really, <laughs> this is really disturbing. So apparently largest satanic gathering in history is to take place in Boston. 
I guess they call it SatanCon 2023. Oh, that's great. The Satanic Temple presents SatanCon. That's special. It's apparently the largest satanic gathering in history. All right, that's cool. Whatever. It's the 10th anniversary of this, I guess. And um, I, I this is just insane. I guess tickets for the convention range from 95 and go up to $160. I'm surprised they don't have it go up to $166.66. But hey, whatever. Um, apparently those who purchased the, quote, Demon Circle for $160 will receive, get this, access to the satanic marketplace whatever the heck that is and you have access to on-site programming tracks whatever that is which and then uh an official tst satan con 2023 t-shirt whoa and a sticker oh wait but wait there's more and a satan con 2023 button wow these guys are just going all out for their for their followers. That's just amazing. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to say I wish I could uh, attend this, but uh, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, yeah, no. I'll tell you, it's just it's ridiculous. I, I, I can't believe this is a thing. I really can't. All right, next. All right, next story. Catholic NGOs receive billions in government funding to provide illegals housing, food, health care, financial assistance, and more. Hmm. Where are those people out there that always cry and scream and kick and hyperventilate about, oh, we need to have a separation between church and state? Oh, yeah. Well, I bet when billions of dollars are being handed out by the government, a.k.a. us, through our tax dollars to, you know, these NGOs, these Catholic NGOs, uh, it's funny. These people are mum. They're quiet. Isn't that amazing what money does, guys? Isn't that just amazing to you? Because I tell you, it's amazing to me. Everybody wants to stand on this moral high ground, right? On this, this, this hill, right? They want to, they want to stand tall on this pedestal morality. And they want to say, oh, we need to have a separation of church and state. Oh, but whoa, 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 but hold on. Once, once billions end up getting dished out off the backs of the American people, by a usurping government to these Catholic NGOs. Boy, oh boy, let me tell you what. Not a peep out of these people about a separation of church and state then. Isn't that something else? <sighs> MIT reveals Rumba. Roomba? Yeah, Roomba. The Roomba vacuum, the little robot that just keeps going on and vacuums. MIT reveals that Roomba vacuum recorded woman on the toilet. Ugh. Then the images ended up on Facebook. Okay, well, first off, how is this little robot connecting on Facebook without you actually logging the thing on Facebook? I guess I don't understand how a Roomba vacuum is somehow linked to Facebook. I'm, I'm just, I'm not understanding that. I, I call BS on this story. But hey, apparently some MIT people said that this happened. Okay. Uh, I just don't, I don't buy it. Next. Children spotted at Orlando. Ugh, this is, all right, folks, here it is. When it just, when you don't think it just gets any better than this. 
Children spotted at Orlando drag show where queens are sexually dancing to song dubbed Screwdolph. Ugh. You serious? Orlando, Florida. Children on Wednesday night attended a drag show where the drag queen sexually danced to a song called Screwdolph. I'm not even... No. I'm not even... I'm not even repeating these lyrics to this song. Nope. Nope. Next. This is sick. All right. Last thing. This is the last thing. Let's see here. Actor Sean Penn says being unvaccinated, get this guys, being unvaccinated is a criminal offense. (laughs) Stupid Sean Penn. Being unvaccinated should merit no us. longer oh, can we rely see i tell you what i tell you what this <sighs> podbean sucks some days i don't know why that decided to start up but yeah sean penn seems to think that anyone who is un- unvaccinated should be behind bars you know i got something for sean penn it's called a uh it's called a contempt of constitution. And uh, he and a bunch of his other little Hollywood buddies are going to find themselves on the biting end of that contempt of constitution, along with their DC buddies and their state government buddies. And oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to be very interesting when. When we can find this. All right. Let's move forward now. So today we're going to be reading out of... On I, those same okay. People. You just... I swear. In the me- I really... You know what? We're just going to turn the volume down on this because I am not going to be continuously interrupted by this. I tell you what. I just... I'd really like to get some explanation on this. I would really love to know how this gets push play randomly when my cursor's not even by it. Nothing. It's amazing. You know, I take a week off and the first two shows, I come back, everything was solid. Uh, three shows. Now I get into the fourth show and all of a sudden they want to, you know, this, this pod being also wants to act up. I just highly doubt that this is really a, uh, a technical issue. I just don't, I don't buy it. But anyway, <clears throat> ah, I tell you, forgive me guys. I'm, I'm not feeling quite a hundred percent today. Not, not that I'm getting sick or anything. Just, I had a slight headache today. It's just been kind of one of those days. So forgive me, I feel a little, a little, a little crabby under the collar here today. So of course that's not really helping with the stupid music continuously playing on and off. But we are going to be reading out of chapter thirty-seven out of Isaiah. It's a little bit of a long chapter, so bear with me here. But we're going to we're going to trudge through it. Very important though. I love the book of Isaiah. It's a good book, and it reads: When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his garments, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the master of the palace, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth, to tell the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah son of Amoz. Thus says Hezekiah, a day of distress and rebuke, a day of disgrace is this day. Children are due to come forth, but the strength to give birth is lacking. That is interesting. The strength to give birth is lacking. It's kind of what we're seeing. This is a little sidebar, by the way, guys. It's kind of what it seems like we're seeing today with women that unfortunately have received this COVID-19 shot. I mean, you know... um, Seems like miscarriages are through the roof. 
the strength to give birth is lacking. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that today. Continuing, verse 4. And by the way, I'm reading out of the New American Bible, Revised Edition, FYI. Continuing, verse 4. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear the words of the commander whom his Lord, the king of Assyria, sent to taunt the living God and will rebuke him for the words which the Lord your God has heard. So lift up a prayer for the remnant that is here. When the servants of King Ezekiel had come to Isaiah, he said to them, Tell this to your Lord. Thus says the Lord, Do not be frightened by the word you have heard, by which the deputies of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. I am putting in him such a spirit that when he hears a report, he will return to his land. I will make him fall by the sword in his land. When the commander on his return heard the king of Assyria had withdrawn from Lachish, he found him besieging Libna. The king of Assyria heard a report. Taraka, king of Ethiopia, had come out to fight against you. Again, he sent messages to Hezekiah to say, Thus shall you say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you by saying, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. You certainly have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands. They put them under the ban. And are you to be delivered? Did the gods of the nations whom my fathers destroyed deliver them? Gozan, Haran, Rezeph, and the Edenites in Telassar. Where are the king? of Hamath, the king of Arpad, or a king of the cities, Sepapharim, Hina, or Iva. Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the house of the Lord, and spreading it out before the Lord, Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord of hosts, God of Israel, enthroned on you the cherubim. You alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. It is you who made the heavens and the earth. Incline your ear, Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Hear all the words Sennacherib uh, has sent to taunt the living God. Truly, O Lord, the king of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands. They gave their gods to the fire. They were not gods at all, but the work of human hands, wood and stone. They destroyed them. Therefore, Lord, our God, save us from this man's power, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Hamaz, sent the message to Ezekiel, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you have prayed concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. I've listened. This is the word of the Lord has spoken concerning him. She despises you, laughs you to scorn, the virgin daughter Zion. Behind you she wags her head. Daughter Jerusalem, whom you have insulted and blasphemed, at whom have you raised your voice and lifted up your eyes on high? At the Holy One of Israel, though the mouths of your messengers, you have insulted the Lord when you said, With my many chariots you went up to the top of the peaks, to the recesses of Lebanon, to cut down its lofty cedars, its choice cypresses. I reached the farthest shelter, the forest ranges. I myself dug wells and drank foreign water, drying up all the rivers of Egypt beneath the soles of my feet. Have you not heard? <clears throat> Excuse me. A long time ago, I prepared it. From days of old, I planned it. Now I have brought it about. You are here to reduce fortified cities to heaps of ruins. They're people powerless, dismayed, and distraught. They are plants of a field, green growth, thatch on the rooftops, grain scorched by the east wind. I know when you stand or sit, when you come or go, and how you rage against me. 
Because you rage against me and your smugness has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth and make you leave by the way you came. This shall be a sign for you. This year you shall eat the aftergrowth. Next year, what's what grows of itself? But in the third year, sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. The remaining survivors of the house of Judah shall again strike root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem shall come a remnant, and from Mount Zion survivors. The real, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Therefore, thus says the Lord about the king of Assyria, he shall not come as far as the city, nor shoot there an arrow, nor confront it with a shield, nor cast up a siege work against it. By the way he came, he shall leave, never coming as far as this city, oracle of the Lord. I will shield and save the city for my own sake and the sake of David, my servant. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and struck down 185,000 in Assyrian camp in the Assyrian camp. Early the next morning, there they were, all those corpses dead. So Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, broke camp, departed, returned home, and stayed in Nineveh. When he was worshiping in the temple of the god Nishrach, his sons Adramalek and Sherezer uh, struck him down with the sword and fled into the land of Ararat. Ararat. His son Ezrahadan reigned in his place. And that is the full reading of Isaiah chapter 37, verses 1 through 38. Forgive me for some of my um, word fumbles and foul, you know, foul ups here. Some of these names, I'll be honest with you, they're pretty tough to, <laughs> they're, they're very, 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 very tough for me sometimes to, to read on the fly. Even after reading it like two, three times, I still fumble over it. But anyway. So, but that is the reading. So now let's break this down verse by verse. So as we look at verses one through five. So after hearing the lies and blasphemies, King Hezekiah immediately asked God for help. And so he recognized that his real enemy was not the Assyrian army, but the rebuke and blaspheming against God. And so God alone can deliver one from the hands of evil. As Ezekiel said, the people do not have the strength to defeat the enemy. For the believer, though, that enemy is Satan. Now, as the enemy wants to make one afraid, God explicitly says not to fear. And we can and we're we're looking at verses six and seven. He will take care of the enemy. Now, when one correctly identifies a spiritual problem and seeks spiritual help from God, he will rise up to defend his glory. In verse 8 through 13, as God promised, the Assyrian hears of another war and leaves to address the problem. Even as God's words are being performed, the enemy is trying to convince people that the deliverance is not of God. Satan loves to convince people that the work of God can be attributed to another cause and therefore really is not God's work at all. But again, the Assyrian uses the lie that God is no better than any other false god who cannot deliver its believers. And so Ezekiel knew that he had to take his problem to God. As we kind of look at verses 14 through 20. And so he literally laid down the letter in the holy temple. And he 
He didn't have to read it because God already knew what was written therein. God knows one's needs before one, one, one prays. We, we see that referenced in Matthew 6, 8. And so Ezekiel just laid it out. And so like Ezekiel, one should spread out one's problems before God, acknowledging the lie of the enemy and appealing to God for him to be glorified. Now, one's ultimate goal should be the same as God's and that God will be glorified and that all will be recognized that he is the one true God. Now, Isaiah was not around to hear the king's prayer. Now, God, being an omnipresent being, can be answering one's prayer through somebody who is afar off. And one never knows how God will respond, but one can be assured that God hears the prayer of the saints and will answer them. And so as we kind of venture in verse 22 here, in response to the Assyrians' disrespect to God and his people, he will return the dishonor on their own heads. And as they laughed at the God of Israel, so will the Jews laugh at them. And so one does not mock God's children without recourse. We, they, we need to remember that. Jesus himself said it best. He said that it is better for one to be thrown into the sea bound by a rock than to offend God's children. Now, noteworthy is that from God's perspective, his people are pure and innocent like a virgin. Now, as we go verse 23 through 35, in direct response to the prince of Assyria's blaspheming, God will rise up and demonstrate that he is a living God. And no man has any power or authority of his own. All is granted to man from God. And so whatever accomplishment one achieves in this life still hinges upon God's sovereign power allowing it to happen. To prove to the Assyrians that he is real, God is going to do exactly what they said he could not do, deliver Jerusalem. As we look at the last few verses, 36, 37, 38, now according to God's decree, the Assyrians never fought against Jerusalem. What a shock that must have been for the Assyrian prince to wake up and find his army destroyed by the hand of the same God he had just accused of being unable to help the Jews. <laughs> but that was a shocker. And so whether in this life or the one to come, God has a rude awakening to all those who have mocked him. You know, the perfect irony here is that God turned... Senator Ribb's accusations against him. He thought that the God of Israel could not defend his people. But it was the Assyrian God who could not defend its king. His own sons killed him while he was worshiping his God, little lowercase g, in his lowercase g, God's temple. See, what these people don't understand, there's no safety in false gods because they do not really exist. 
Only the Lord is a living God. That's it. And he will turn the devices of the wicked back on themselves. Very, very interesting. You know, most people, if they see an army coming after them, they would, most people would probably take it literally, or they would take it personally. But in this case, King Ezekiel, he did not. He was able to recognize that Rapshekah, the Assyrian prince, was attacking God, but not Jerusalem. So when someone speaks hatefully to you, you know, and it's hard to do because I, I mean, pfft, it's hard for me to do. You know, you try not to take it personally. Kind of like that lady I was telling you in that story yesterday that, that our neighbor who had that, who has an autistic son had that lady in, in, in Hobby Lobby literally tell her to tell her son to shut up. And when she said that he doesn't know how to stop repeating certain things because he's autistic, then she proceeds to make that outrageous comment saying, oh, those are the those are the little ones that God should have never allowed to be born. I mean, that's terrible. It's hard to not take something personal when somebody says something like that about your own son. I'll be honest with you. I'd want to, and I know this is not biblical. This is not God. This is not Christ-like. I know. I know. So spare all your comments for a second, but literally I would want to punch someone in the throat. You attack my son or daughter like that. Are you serious? Now, would I really assault someone for words? No. But that's what I would want to feel like doing. I think anybody, any parent in their right mind would want to, you know, slap down somebody. And so, <clears throat> more times than not, <clears throat> excuse me, they are angry what you represent instead of being angry at you. You know, Jesus told his disciples to not be surprised when the world hates them because the world first hated him. We, we he, he told us that in John, uh, we, we can reference that and read that in John 15, uh, verse 18. And called by God, we are separate, we're holy people, but we, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, are God's hands and feet on earth. And those who hate God will therefore hate us. That's no surprise because we are living testimonies that God is real. It's no wonder why I get messed with so often on this show. And yeah, um, Zero Michigan, I, I did see your comment about how we need cybersecurity techs. You know, I, I get all that. It's just, here's the thing. I, I, I have limited resources, limited time, and the two put together are <laughs> recipe for just having to deal with the nonsense, unfortunately, you know, until like this show evolves and, you know, I'm able to have more time and more financial resources to be able to put these things in place. Um, you know, I just got to deal with the Satan's, uh, you know, crap, I guess. But, um, yeah, I have called though the, tech, you know, what's interesting about this company. I can't get through to anybody. And if I send an email to the tech people, they are of little help. You know how many issues I've had with Pond Bean? <laughs> it's just so stupid. I tell you. But you know, you know, I'll to be honest with you, the reason why you Podbean is because Podbean is the one platform that I have found that you can play, pay a very low rate, believe it or not, like a hundred and I forgot what it was, twenty, thirty, forty dollars a year. And you have unlimited audio. 
And, you know, and that's kind of why I use this. You know, you go to other platforms, holy crap, the amount of money they charge. Did you call the one I posted? The... I'll look at it. Let me, I'll have to copy this link. Copy. Let me just do this real quick so I don't forget. Hold on, guys. PC Pro, Prosen, Let's see what that's about. I'll check that out. PC Pros. Site. Oh, PC Pros on site. Let's <laughs> see what happens when I try to uh, blend words. Commerce. Thank you for that, um, Zero Michigan. I will, I will check that out. Let me, hold on. I, I can't do two things at once. Let me, I'm going to bookmark this because I don't want to forget. Done. Okay, cool. I will check that out. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Really do. Um, but yeah, you know, <clears throat> back to what I was saying though. Um, you know, we, we have to do our best to try not to be discouraged when, when, you know, you're mistreated and hated for the gospel's sake. I mean, this this just means, honestly, this really ultimately means that you're just you're following God. I mean, my wife and I, I look at our life right now, and my wife, as she's purging all the stuff that feels heavy and dark in our house, right? As we get rid of things that really don't resonate with us, that don't that doesn't feel Christ centered, God centered. You know, we we're we're doing our best to utilize more of God's natural remedies like garlic and honey and ginger. And let me tell you, these remedies have helped me significantly. Thanks to my wonderful, smart wife, help me get back to uh, 100% health. Something that I think would have probably taken me typically about three weeks to get over. She helped me get over in less than a week. That's amazing. This is why I don't want her to work, to be quite honest with you. I'm glad she's a homeschooler and a stay-at-home mom because you know what else she does? Not only does she teach her daughter and works her butt off here to run the home, but she's also researching to help either A, try to save money somewhere, or B, try to help improve her health. I mean, this woman, researchers, man, she is a research queen, and she's good at it. And I love and appreciate everything she does. And in fact, I, I would love to do a show dedicated to stay-at-home moms. Everybody, you know, I see all these TikTok videos about tired dads and how dads are, you know, they're exhausted and this and that. Like, I get it. Look, I'm a tired dad too. But aren't we all, moms included? I mean, they're, they're, they're more tired. Their job is 365, you know, 24-7, 365 with no vacation days or sick days allowed. If they're sick, they got to still press forward. Me, I get 14 sick days. I get three weeks vacation. She doesn't get that. My wife is a hard worker. That's why I try to do everything I can to give her what she wants. Because Lord knows, <laughs> she has certainly... Um, sacrificed when we were doing the Dave Ramsey debt snowball uh, plan when we were paying off all our, all our debt. We knocked out $94,000 in debt in like 44 months. And she did without with a lot of stuff. But now I kind of turned her into a bit of a monster because now she's more of a budgeting Nazi than I am. She's like, do we need this? I'm like, 
no. She goes, okay, put it back. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I created a monster. <laughs> but anyway, so I try to do my best to give her what she wants. But anyways, where, where was I going at with all this? She, you know, so as we purge things, that's what I was going at with this before I got kind of sidetracked. As we purge things out of our house and we try to lead a life closer and centered around Christ, we're finding that more and more people that used to be our friends or are kind of our friends, right? Kind of start distancing themselves because they're like, you guys are weirdos. Like, what do you, you guys aren't, you guys don't decorate a Christmas tree. You guys boil your, your, your water to clean it. What? You guys, you guys take spoonfuls of garlic and honey when you're sick. What, what kind of nonsense are you guys doing? I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding you. People started shying away because they're like, you guys are weird. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I've always been, um, and I don't like using this term because, you know, I just don't. But I've always been kind of like a lone wolf. I've never had cliques in high school. I never, I mean, I've had friends, but I never was part of cliques. You know? And so... I just didn't, I don't care if people pull away, but you know, here's the thing. It's just, you know, after all, you know, the thing is, is that if, if you were living in sin and, uh, and you decided to just go along to get along, right. And you started agreeing with Satan, well, then you'd be confirming that the world's way of life is the right way to go. And that the presence of the church is a painful reminder that there is sin and that people are living in it. So no one likes to be reminded that they will face hell for their choices. So instead of taking it personally, we need to acknowledge that a person's anger that is seemingly being pointed or directed towards us really is directed at God. Because of the, you know, I hate to say it, but kind of, you know, because of the miserable existence that they might be living. So, for example, with that lady at Hobby Lobby telling our neighbor to tell her son to shut up and that her autistic son should have never basically been born because he's worthless. I don't think that was a personal direct because again, she made the comment. Those are the little ones that God should have never allowed to be born. See that right there should tell you everything you need to know about this person. She wasn't going after my neighbor or her son directly. She was going at God on that. If you actually look at it closer. And then as, as we kind of look at that, and again, I know it's hard to do, but as we look at that, then I think we would find it a little easier to pray for that individual, that man or woman, right? And compassion will begin to flow from our heart for people like that to come to a saving knowledge of Christ and no longer feeling offended by someone's hatred. You know, you can now at least hopefully try to respond in love with grace and, you know, a greater light to that person. Yes, I know it's hard. And I'm not saying I'm perfect with that because I guarantee you I would have a very hard time doing that. You can just allow God to deal with their heart and address their sin. And believe it or not, to your surprise, you just might see God move in a mighty way in a, to a drastically change that situation. God's ways are way beyond our comprehension, folks. We need to remember that. Okay, enough on that. We will be right back. I'm just going to take a quick water break, and I'm going to go over a couple other things.
right. So I ran across this video on TikTok. I thought it was very interesting and worthy to play on here. I only got two sound uh, pieces here I'm going to play. One is a, uh, it's a hearing, I guess. I'm not sure exactly where the hearing is at, but it's in California. And this doctor was addressing um, the board, I guess, here talking about shots and, and basically our rights and, you know, masks, things like that. Very interesting. Then I got another one. It's com- kind of completely, really unrelated to the whole topic. I just saw this video and I was like, you know, I've always thought about this and I want to pose this question to you guys. In fact, I, uh, a friend of mine who just joined the assembly here in Michigan, the Michigan General General Assembly, Tim Parker, he's an author and he's a lit- literal biblical scholar. I'd actually like to have him on the show. I know he would be open to it because I asked him one time at the last state meeting. He said he'd be happy to be on the show. Um, very smart guy. Um, but I kind of want to ask him this question because I would like a legit answer. But we'll get to that here in a second. But let's get to this, uh, what this doctor in California says. I'm going to try to keep this show somewhat short here because at 9 o'clock we do, to anybody out there who's interested, we do have a National Assembly call, which um, if you go to the show notes, um, I will make sure I try to put that in. Otherwise, you can go to national-assembly.net. That's national-assembly.net. And when you go to that, you can just um, go to, let me see here. Let me just make sure here before I start spouting off here, nationalassembly.net. Yeah, and you click the tab. It says conference call info. It's the second one uh, in from the t- on the top. And you click that and you scroll down a little bit and it gives you the uh, the the direct dial number. There's no code to get on. Uh, if you want to do the, um, <clears throat> if you want to go to freeconferencecall.com, um, It'll, you know, the online meeting ideas there, National Assembly. So check it out. Okay, check it out. If you want to, you know, participate in the call and find out what the assembly is about, ask some questions, see how how all that goes. Um, but yeah, like I said, yesterday, Illinois became the 16th state to be assembled. So I wonder who's going to be 17. Is that magical number, 17. Okay, let's get to the sound piece. It's about two minutes. This doctor in California, give this a listen to. Went out to all physicians from the medical board saying any physician in California who writes an inappropriate exemption for masks or other COVID related measures will have his medical license subjected to investigation and disciplinary action. So for a physician, just to help you to understand this kind of uh, threat hanging over your head is worse than the threat of getting fired. If I get fired from a particular healthcare organization, I can go to another healthcare organization or go start a private practice. If I lose my medical license, I cannot practice medicine. Okay? That's how serious this is. The letter never defined what might constitute an appropriate or inappropriate mask mandate. So I have no idea if I write a mandate for a kid with a severe anxiety disorder that's worsened by the wearing of a mask. Is that is that going to subject my medical license to disciplinary action? Uh, physicians in California interpreted the phrase and other COVID-related re- measures to include vaccines, which had already been uh, rolled out at that point. It has become de facto impossible to get a medical exemption for a COVID vaccine in the state of California. No physician will write them, even when you have someone that has a contraindication listed on the CDC's list of contraindications to COVID vaccines. I have a patient, went to, uh, went to her rheumatologist, specialist in her 
uh, autoimmune condition, this specialist told this patient, I don't think you should get the COVID vaccines given your age, your low risk of COVID, and I think there's a good chance that these vaccines, based on the data that we have, could worsen your underlying medical condition. She turned to the same physician immediately afterwards and said, can you write me, therefore, a medical exemption? Uh, because I need one for work. There's a vaccine mandate at work. Same physician that just told her not to take the vaccine or recommended against it said, no, I'm sorry, I can't write you a medical exemption because I'm afraid I might lose my license. Are you right. telling me that patients who have known life-threatening contraindications That's to right. receive a COVID-19 vaccine indeed That's are right. not being given exemptions? So yeah. The same doctor that actually recommended this lady to not take the shot, the COVID-19 shot. I'm not even calling it a vaccine because it doesn't even deserve that title. Doesn't have, it has no benefit to the human body. But the same doctor who told her that he recommended and advised her not to take it for health reasons would not, could not, and was unwilling to write an exemption for her employer. That's insane. That's in California. And, and I'm telling you, it does not just to California. I'm sure we're seeing this in many other states. Now, I'm probably not so much like Florida or Texas, but I'm sure you might be seeing this in New York. You might be seeing this in Michigan. Illinois, some of the more progressively blue states. Oregon, Washington state. That's insane. Now let me tell you this, okay? And 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 I want to I want to start covering the contempt of the constitution more in depth as we uh proceed into 2023. It's been something that's been weighing on my heart and my mind to do because it is the first law, common law, that has been enacted since 1861 by the people in the assembly in the Republic of America here. These doctors, these nurses, they're going to have to pay a price. And when I say that, I'm not, I'm not coming from a, a vengeance standpoint. I'm coming at this from a, an accountability standpoint. These people, have to, these people have to have accountability. Donna Brandenburg posted this on her Telegram with that sound piece I just played. She actually, there's a video with it, actually. But she writes, Communism slash Marxism has historically paired up with the practice of medicine. Healthcare dictates by communists comes first because it's about control and killing those who refuse to submit. World War II, the nurses in Germany were outright killing children with injections and Nuremberg trials didn't go far enough. Coercion is wrong, but so is making wrong choices. God always provides a way. Do the right thing. Consequences be damned. True character shows up without excuse. I couldn't agree more with that. Now, that first sentence, though, com how communism and Marxism historically paired up with the practice of medicine. Now, I don't know if some of you know this, but uh, some time ago, 
in Congress, the de facto Congress, I want to say it was back in 1963, Congressman Albert S. Herlong Jr. from Florida read a list of 45 communist goals for America into the congressional record. Now, again, we're talking about a de facto government, not the de jure, not the rightful government by the people. We're talking about the corporation now. But the purpose of him reading this was to gain insight into liberal elite ideas and strategies for America that sound awfully familiar today. Well, I'm not going to go through all 45 just for the sake of time, but I will list a couple here. Maybe I'll do a show and read all these off, but I'll, I'll read a couple for you here. I'll just, you know, kind of skip around. But the first one says U.S. should accept coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. Makes you wonder where those coexist bumper stickers that we all see nationwide come from. Um, next one. Let me see here. Where is it at? Um, Number, I'm, I'm just glancing through some of these real quick. Number seven, grant recognition of Red China and admission of Red China to the UN. Not only did Jimmy Carter fulfill this goal, but he also portrayed America's allies in Nicaragua, El Salvador, Iran, Afghanistan, Angola, and elsewhere. Hmm. Number 10, allow all Soviet satellites individual representation in the UN. Um, let's see here. Number 13, do away with loyalty oaths. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Interesting. Why would you want to do that? Here we go. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as a trans belt for socialism and current communist propaganda soften the curriculum get control of teachers associations and put the party line in textbooks well if that isn't something that they aren't doing full force today i don't know what 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 else, what you know what what they are doing <laughs> it's insane Oh, here's another one. Number 20, infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, and policy-making decisions. They certainly did that. Gain control of key positions on radio, TV, and motion pictures. They certainly did that. Control art critics of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsiveness, and meaningless art. Well, they certainly did that. Here we go. Number 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as a normal natural and healthy and i ain't buying what you're selling there commie nope you can take that nonsense back to hell where you came from all right here's another one number 30 discredit the american founding fathers present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man bull crap oh here's one this is interesting Number 35, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Now, I wonder why they'd want to do that. Hmm. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Turn America into a socialist police 
state. Huh. Zero Michigan, that might be evil. That might be old news of the evil plan to you, but uh, to many, that's actually new news. So, you know, we're going to continue to read some of these in, in later dates. Here's the thing, folks. You may have heard of some of these things once upon a time at some point or another, you know, maybe a year or two ago, maybe 10, 12, or even 20 years ago. But at the end of the day, there is still a lot of people. See, I'm not here to appease to the people that have been awake for many, many years. I'm not here to appease to that group of people. I'm here to help educate people who are waking up, who are starting to figure out what the hell is going on. You know, there's so many people that have no idea what the hell is going on. Honestly, like when I go out, like today, I went grocery shopping. And I look at people like my wife and I, we're big people watchers. It's, I know it sounds creepy, but I promise we're like, we don't watch people like that. But, but like we take notice to people around us. And it, it makes me, I wonder to myself, do these people really live their own lives? Like, you know, like, do these people really live their own lives? I don't know. It's, 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 eh, I don't know. Um, so anyways, that's enough of that for a minute. Um, we are approaching 50 minutes. Let's see here. So it's 849. The national state, uh, national assembly call starts at nine. I do got to play this. It's only like 50 seconds long and then we'll do a quick prayer, but I want to pose this question to you guys. Maybe we'll touch on it again. Um, if not tomorrow, maybe Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Because tomorrow I'm going to make it no podcast Friday since I'm doing this today. Um, so I'll pose this question back again on Saturday. I want to have Tim Parker on the show who, again, he's a he has a doctorate in, in, in theology. And, and he's like real knowledgeable with the Bible. But listen to this. This, this kind of, I've always thought about this. I'll just play it. Somebody help me here. B.C. means before Christ, but A.D. means annual domini, right? I always thought A.D. meant for after death. It means in the year of the Lord. How were they able to mark B.C. time if they didn't know about Christ or the Lord, because it's before Christ, but they were counting backwards. After death, they converted it forward. They inverted as a part of the play. Yeah, I've always wondered that myself and i really can't wait to pose this question to tim and maybe some of you out there might have a good perspective on this but i've always wondered that how did they calculate time in the form of years if they were counting backwards like they knew when christ would be born how'd they know like you know what i mean like how i've always wondered that and then I saw this TikTok video. I'm like, finally, somebody actually asked this question. So I'm going to pose this to Tim Parker. I want to see when I can get him on because that would be that would be an excellent question. See, I'm not a smart person, 
But I like to ask these kind of questions because I like to try to understand it. Okay, let's do a quick prayer before we cut out of here. Maybe. Let's see if I can find what I'm looking for. There it is. All right. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, this show, another good show. I really appreciate that. And thank you for the knowledge that you give us. We continuously ask for you to keep um, educating us and keep showing us the way that you need us to go. And we'll continue to keep sowing those seeds. Father, thank you for another good reading, another good lesson today in Isaiah. We look forward to completing and reading the whole book of Isaiah. It's just just astounding how much of that book kind of rhymes with what we're seeing today. Just keep help, um, keep helping us figure out where we need to go from where we're at. Help us gain the tools and the skill set and the knowledge that we need to you know to press forward to continue uh, the works that you need us to do. Keep using us. We ask you, please use us. And we will do our best for you. We thank you for another day of life and good health. Our families, thank you for all your natural remedies. And we thank you for this community, quite frankly. I love this community. I know you love this community. They're great people. And I really appreciate them. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I really appreciate all of you. And again, if you guys are looking to... This is my little cheap commercial here. <laughs> Zero Michigan, I know how you love commercials. But if you're looking for a coffee mug or a travel tumbler or a keychain or maybe a koozie for your beer or your Coca-Cola or maybe if you're drinking what I drink, which every once in a while is a Blake's Hard Cider Triple Jam, just go email Randy at just crafting around the number two at gmail.com it's just crafting around the number two at gmail.com and how you spell that is j-u-s-t c-r-a-f-t e-n a-r-o-u-n-d the number two at gmail.com and that's my good friend randy he does a great job I think I'm going to be this weekend on my nice little three-day weekend. I'm going to be doing some crafts, actually, myself. I'm going to be making a wood sign with a Bible quote on it. Once I complete it, I'll post a picture on Telegram and True Social, and they'll probably put it on my website. I might sell it. I don't know. Maybe give it away. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm also going to make up some uh, His Hardline decals, too. So once I get some of those made up, I'll post them. And if anybody wants to, you know buy one or whatever. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I just, you know, something to think about. Flamethrowers. Man, you are about that flamethrower, Zero. <laughs> I need one of those. All right. Well, I hope you all have a great day or a great night wherever you're at in the world. Remember here at His Heart Line, we are firm. We are steadfast. We are uncompromising and we will not allow Satan and his little minions to cross that threshold. Why? Because we are good at holding this line. We will continue to hold this line, ladies and gentlemen, and we will not let the enemy cross over to it. Never, never, ever. Especially if you got Zero in Michigan with a flamethrower, he will burn them back on their side. <laughs> so I hope you all have a blessed day or night wherever you're at. And we'll see you back here on Saturday. And I'm thinking probably Saturday 
morning, probably late morning. I'll post it tomorrow. What time? So you guys have, you know, far enough advance notice. So, uh, yeah, that's all we have. And we'll see you then. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, don't forget. Sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.